let's learn together a little piece from the Vilna Gain on Parsha's Kedashim. This week's Parsha is a double Parsha after Yemes Kedashim, so we're going to see something from the second of the two Parshas. Um, just a short Vart that uh, we'll speak a little bit about. On the bottom of page Reish Mem Ches in uh, the Hamar Gadol, it brings the Pasuk of Loisisna Esachicha Bilbabecha that a person is not supposed to hate his brother in his heart. It's an iser to hate somebody. There's a famous Gemara in Yuma Tesema Beis, Aval Mikta Sheni, Shaya Eiskem Bateir, Mitzah Segmilas Chasadum, Neymacharav. We know that the Bayis Rishon was destroyed because of the Gimel Chamurus, the three cardinal sins of Avedizara, Gila, Rash, Vichas, What did they do in the Bayasheni wrong? Why was the Bayasheni destroyed? There, it was different. It was not, these were not people that were in violation of the Gimel Chamurus. They were Isaac Batayra, they did mitzvahs, they did Gimilas Chasadim. They were very, uh, they were very from people. They were, if you would go to the times of the Bayasheni, you would see that, uh, that a lot of yeshivas were packed and they were busy with chesed, with mitzvahs, just like our generation. So why was it destroyed? Why did that generation, why did the second Beis HaMikdash get destroyed if the generation looked so good? Because there was something called sinas chinam. Baseless hate. They just hated each other. They didn't have any good reason to hate each other. They just hated each other. <coughs> Since we see that the Bayes Rishon was destroyed because of the Gimel Chamurais, and the Bayes Sheni was destroyed because of Sinas Chinam, there's a, an equivalence between the two. And the Gemara says that Sinas Chinam is Kinege the three Chamuris. We don't think of it such a, such a big deal, right? I don't like somebody. Why don't you like him? I don't know. I just don't like the guy. Okay, it doesn't seem like a big deal. Okay, so he doesn't like There's plenty of other seven, eight billion other people in the world to like. You don't have to like every single person. That's true. But when you hate a person, when you harbor uh, a dislike, a disdain for uh, another person, that's a very, very big deal. That is, um, that is tantamount to the Gimel Chamuris. Just the Agav Orcha, it's not really Agav Orcha, but there's, uh, when you're learning this Gemara, there's a, a fascinating Hakdama that the Nitziv writes to his Sefer Hamik Dover. The Nitziv wrote a lot of Svarim, as we know, uh, and one of he wrote on Gemara, he wrote on the Shiltis, he wrote Chubas, he wrote uh, many, many Svarim. But probably the, his greatest classic, his greatest contribution to Klal Yisrael was his safe, I shouldn't say the greatest, but it was, I think, the one that's the most widely used, let's put it that way, is the Hamak Dover. Hamak Dover is a five-volume set of an original commentary on Chumash. That's a very... It's a very big deal. It's not like, you know, he's not writing a pirish on the Maral or on Rashi or on the Ramban. He wrote his own pirish on Chumash. He wrote five volumes of original, that basically he said, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at Chumash with fresh eyes and I'm going to 
I'm just going to touch up the Pesukim as I see them, which isn't unusual. The Rishonim did that, the Avon Ezra did that, and, and many others, but um, you know, to have a contemporary, somebody who lived in the last few hundred years, write an original commentary on every Pasuk and with a whole Hashkafa Sachayim uh, in the Pesukim, in the is a, was a very, very big contribution. So in the Hakdama that he wrote to that Sefer, he speaks about this Gemara, and he, he's speaking about something else, about uh, what Yesharim is, why the Avis were called Yesharim. But basically, as, insofar as this particular Gemara is concerned that he brings, about it was a Dar that was Isaac and Tarek Chasadim. The times of the, of the second bias were good times for Klai Yisrael. They were not the times of of, uh, of terrible, um, you know, terrible things like during the Bayis Rishon. You see, uh, the Gemara speaks about Kamsa Bar Kamsa and, and a lot of terrible uh, averis that Klai Yisrael were doing. That wasn't the Bayis. That was not the Bayisheni. The Bayisheni was a time of tremendous Tereshabal Pef flourished during the times of the Bayisheni. These were, these were great times in Jewish history. It might have been the best couple of hundred years, like Hanukkah happened during the Bayesheni, and from the time... These were good times. I mean, these were times that Klaus were zeichet to tremendous hashras hashchina in a certain way. And they were Isaac and Tyra, and they did Kamilas Chasadim. So what does Sinas Chinah mean? What does it mean that they had Sinas and they hated each other? For nothing. We're going to see what the Gain says, but before we get to the Gain, I just want to tell you what the Nitziv says. The Nitziv says, I wish I had it, I wish I had thought of bringing it with me. Do you know where the, you know the Hamakdavah is in the back? Anyone know where it is? It's in the back where the, Chuma, the Chumash Sarm, just Beratius. So let's see if we could find this quickly. Yeah, so he says, this is this one very powerful line that he has in this Hakdama. He calls it the Psychalisavibratius. He says that um, Says Upirashnu, and we explained the people that lived during the times of the Bayasheni were Chasidim, they were Tzadikim, they were Amalei Taira, they schwitzed in learning. These were, these were not small people. These were not people that you know, we could fathom you know, on the, what their levels were. These were great, righteous. People, they packed the base matters, they were, they were learning, they were lamdonim, they were everything. 
So what, where'd they go wrong? Where'd the Bayashene go wrong? They were not straight people in the way that they dealt with other people. And therefore, because of the sineschinim that they had in their heart, they looked at other people and they felt that if a person did not have their level of, or I shouldn't say their level, their brand of Yerushalayim, their brand of, of, of Hanhaga, they had a different mahalach in life. They were all, everyone in Klai Yisrael were Yireim and Shleimim, but I look to you, you're different. You are, you know, you're Hasidish, you're Litvish, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're Mizrahi, you're, uh, you're Svardi. Everyone had a different, you know, a different approach to the Rabbi Nishalem's Tyrus Chaim. And because of that, I looked at other people, other than myself, I'm perfect, of course, but I looked at everybody around me as if they were Tzedaiki and Napikaris. They weren't. They were all Ameli Taira. They were all learning and they were Shtaiking and they were Tzadikim and they were Chasidim. But the Sinaschinam was brought about because I saw differences in other people and I immediately tarred and feathered anybody that wasn't like me. And this led to terrible things until there was the Chorban bias. So this is what, this is how he understood Sinas Chinam. Sinas Chinam is when you just baselessly, I have, I have a baseless hatred for you. Why? I don't, there's, I don't know why. I just, you're different than me. And that's a terrible thing for a Yid to, to have. A Yid has to look at every other Yid. You might not have the same exact um, background, they might have not, not the same yichas, the same culture, the same monogam, the same halachas. We might all be different. But you have to look at one another as being good and being and having your own mahalach. I don't look at uh, you know, anybody else as being, as being different than me. I have my mahalach, I have my, my yichas, I have my minhagim, and I respect other people's minhagim. Some people like the, you know, they immediately they think that they have it right. They have like the Abishter's, you know, stamp on approval of whatever they do. But everyone around them is not good. You know, everyone is. Uh, that's just that's what breeds sinaschina. Sinaschina means I don't like him because he's not like me. My chevra, that we we got it right, but but other people, they're they're just they fall short. They're not like me. And so that, and that, that's a terrible thing. And a lot of us suffer from that. A lot of us look at other people, and I think we're all guilty of it to a certain degree, either to the right or to the left. You know, some people look at it, uh, you, know, you know, you might look at people that are Hasidish or Satmar or whatever, or they, they're radicals. And, and you know, they might be radicals, but you've got to respect them for what they believe in. They have a, they have a, a firm belief in something. And... They might not, you don't have to agree with them. You don't have to have their ashkafas. You don't have to think, you can, you can love the Medina, you can not like the Medina, but, but, but we're yidden, we're, we're brothers. 
or on the left of you. You might not like people that are more modern than you or more, uh, you know, more open-minded or whatever, but if they're, they're Shemr Tayyar Mitzvah, I'm not talking about people that are, that are not Shemr Tayyar Mitzvah, that are, you know, that are, uh, you know, not, not within the Machina of Klai Yisrael, that are not, but I'm talking about within the Machina of Klai Yisrael. They might be more modern, they might be, you know, Svardish, they might be Ashkenazi, they might be Litvish, they might be So we have a lot, Yiddishkeit has a lot of different branches. And as long as they're all keeping Torah mitzvahs, you have to respect them and you have to love them. You don't have to be them, but you have to, you have, to have an admiration for them and you have to understand them and you have to have a, a sympathy and, a, and, and, and a, an, an achva with them. And when you don't, when you start looking down at every single person but yourself, that is what sinas that that is what causes uh, the base of Mikdash to be destroyed and, and not to be rebuilt. And this is the Isser that we have in this parasha of like, don't hate somebody. Hating means that you just don't like them. Why don't you like them? Because they're not like me. Okay, too bad. They're not like me and I... Menachem, you wanted to... Uh, yeah, but it's also the other way around as well. As in, as in um, part, part of the problem is that people from certain circles, they have that look towards the people that they feel aren't, aren't close enough to Yiddishkeit or so on and so forth. Then the other people retaliate by saying, well, if you're going to treat me like this just because I'm not on your level, I'm going to make it even worse. Man. I think that also contributes to the part Right, that's true. And it's a... It's a it's a vicious uh, cycle, and, and we have to try to end it. So let's see what the Vilna Gain uh, says. The Adua Shelasav, everybody, there's a, the Eilam, the Velt, as they say, the world asks this question. Obviously, we're talking about the, the firm world that asks this question, and it's known that this is a question that's, you know, that's bouncing off the walls in the base Madrash. How is it possible? To have such a thing called sinas chinam that I hate somebody for nothing. What does that mean? What does it mean? How do I hate somebody? Everybody has a reason. There has to be some reason that I hate. No, no one hates somebody for absolutely no reason. So what does it mean sinas chinam? So mefarish hagrazal. So the Vilna Gaon explains ki be'emes yesh le'sibulasainai. There's definitely a reason behind it. Either my friend might have, might have uh, once insulted me, or he uh, he bruised my ego. Maybe he did damage to me. He caused me a financial loss. He stole something from me. He caused me pain and suffering somehow. I have a beef with him. Obviously, I have a beef with him because otherwise, I wouldn't just um, hate a person. There must be some history between us for me to really hate you. For sure. So, why do we call it sinas chinam? There's always a reason. You know what it's called? Sinas Chinam. The guy says a brilliant shot. He says, "Step back a second. Step back a second. Okay, the guy did something wrong to you. He did something wrong to you. Let's say he wronged you in business, or let's say he publicly shamed you. He embarrassed you, and you found out that he did something really bad to you behind your back. Whatever it may be, he messed you up in business, or he uh, he said lashon hara, he ruined the shidduch for you. Whatever it may be. Let's say that that's true, and you know that it is true." 
but you have to also believe something very this is a very this is one of the hardest things for a person to really get a you know a grip on but if you're able to really believe this then life becomes much much simpler and much nicer a world and what is that you have to believe fully that a person the gemara says this einadam nekev etzbay melamata I'll say that you don't stub your toe, you don't bang your, your finger against the, against the desk and say, ow, oh, it really hurts, right? Unless Hashem decided that that, that should happen. Nothing, this is, this is Hashkafa 101, this is Amunah 101. Nothing at all in the world happens down here unless Hashem has decided that it should happen upstairs. Hashem renders every little thing Everything is count. The Gemara speaks about um, about having yisurim, about having pains and suffering in life. Was the Gemara's mashal and the Gemara in Erechin? If let's say you know you you need to uh, you go upstairs to the vending machine and you're looking for a quarter, okay? It's a dollar twenty-five for whatever, and you have a dollar. You're looking for a quarter, and by accident, instead of a quarter, you thought it was a quarter, but you pull out it was a, it was a nickel. It's not a big deal. I'll put my hand back in. I'll fish out a quarter. Yeah, but that itself, HaKadosh Baruch Hu knew that you would do it. He made it happen that you should get the nickel, and he, he considers that to be Yisurim. That, that gets deducted from your Yisurim uh, balance sheet. You have to suffer a certain amount in, in Tavshim Pei Gimel. Okay, that's on the list of Hashem's list of things that you're suffering with. Hashem deemed that appropriate punishment for you. Hey, Halavai, that should be the only punishment we have. But that's one of the... You see how minute everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu does in the world is. Every little thing that happens, everything that happens is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Kimashamar David HaMelech HaVashal Moshimi Ben Geira. David writes about Shimon Ben Geira. He says, Shalai, Huha Hashem HaMalev. He's not the one that, that, that caused me pain. He's not the one that humiliated me, that's guilty to me, that, that, that owes me. El Hashem Yisparach Amrlai Kalelas David. Hashem told him to curse David. That means to say, Rabbi, say that if somebody, if you get into a fight with somebody and somebody's not nice to you, and this happens all the time, right? Somebody's not nice to you, somebody insulted you, you were sitting by a Shabbos table and they said something about you to your face and you like really got hurt. Ever happened to anybody? You get insulted from people and people are, say, say sometimes really not nice things to you. It might be a sibling, it might be a, a parent, it might be a Rebbe, it might be whoever. And you really have tightness on the person. You should know that you can have tainas from today till tomorrow, and that's your prerogative. You want to be mad at the world, go for it. But it wasn't, this is a hard thing to understand, because we know that a person has Bechira Chavshis. I can make a decision. I can right now insult somebody. I have that power. And, it, and therefore, I will get punished if I, if I do insult you. But you should know that if I did insult you, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu, somehow put it in my mind and my mouth to insult you, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu was the one that wanted you to be insulted. It wasn't something that happened randomly. Nothing happens randomly. And when somebody curses you out, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a learning moment, because 
you learn a lot about, you get a lot of muster when somebody's screaming at you. When somebody's telling you off and whatever, like a lot of it might be fluff and a lot, a lot of it might be just venting, but there might be some kernel of truth that you needed to hear and that, you know, this person was a shliach of Hashem to do it. Now, again, don't think that he's a superhero and he's like God's, you know, gift to the world because he's the one that, he just happened to be, you know, he might get punished for embarrassing you in public. He probably will. Because, like, you know, the Ram says about power, like, yeah, the Jews are supposed to be slaves in a, in a strange land, but nobody said that power should be the one to do it. So he gets punished for that. But, but the, at the end of the day, don't have tightness on that guy because he's a shliach. If somebody hurts you, if somebody insults you, if somebody causes you financial damage, again, it's a hard thing to, you know, this is something that we have to, like, thread the needle with because, on one hand, I'm allowed to take a person to Bethlehem if I... You know, if he, uh, if, he, if he wrongs me financially, if a guy, you know, bumps into my car or whatever, and he dents it, I'm allowed to take him to a dentire. I should take him, right? You're supposed to take him to a You're supposed to rectify this. Well, maybe God wanted it to happen. He did, he did want it to happen. That doesn't absolve him from paying for it. But as far as you're concerned, the pain and the suffering, and that was all from Hashem. That's what we have to believe. Anything that we go through in life, is really our, uh, you know, Yehuda, you, you, you. Uh, Yeah, so before someone insults someone, um, why does Hashem, like, make him the shliach? If he didn't do anything wrong beforehand, why does Hashem make him the shliach so he, he'll get, like, a hate for it? So, again, like, it's a, hard, it's a hard thing to understand how it works. It might be HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't want, you know, he wasn't making him, a shliach, him the shliach, per se, he, he, was, he needed a shliach to get a message to, to somebody. So there were, this guy, you know, he volunteered his services because he had a beef with him and he wanted to, uh, he was going to speak. He should have he really controlled himself maybe, but he didn't. So now it came out. But that coming out did not, it wasn't without HaKadosh Baruch Hu's, you know, authorization, as it were. Not that he's authorized to do it, but that it should happen to him. It's a hard thing to understand. So these are very, you know, delicate, philosophical, theological issues. And I'm not a theologian. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a, a philosopher. So I don't really know everything about how it works. But the bottom line is, and this is something, if you want to look it up, it's very explicit in the Chinuch. The Sefer HaChinuch writes on the mitzvah of Nekama, Leisikam, right? You're not supposed to take revenge. Why can't I take revenge? You you uh, you know you hurt you punched me. I want to punch you back. Why, why not? That sounds fair. So the chinuch says you can't take revenge because it's all from Hashem. If you gotta, if, if somebody punched you, if somebody slapped you, if somebody kicked you, if somebody you know defamed you, if somebody hurt you, whatever it was, you have to believe that Muna Shlema that Hakadosh wanted it to happen. Don't take revenge against him because it's not his fault. It's it's you want to blame somebody, you can blame God, but don't blame him. Don't blame him. What, but what do you mean? Don't blame him. He's a, he has he has bechira. He he he, knew, he should have known better. What right did it? It's true. You're right. And and Hashem will 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 you know settle the score with him on a different level. But you don't have to settle the score with him because if if something happened to you, you obviously deserved it because Hakadosh Baruch Hu wanted it to happen. Rebbe Chan Vasserman has a very interesting. Uh, uh, Hesafa to this whole discussion um, on a more national 
international, uh, global type of issue. Like, you know, sometimes, um, uh, you know, we, we get upset at uh, the Palestinians. You know, the Palestinians, they, they caused, uh, they, they shot a rocket in, and they, 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 you know, they killed people, and they maimed people, they hurt people. Obviously, you know, they're Rosham Gemurim. But, and this is, again, also a very, very delicate, such a delicate thing, because then, you know, you could say, well, the Nazis, all, but whatever happens to a Yid, there was a reason in Shemaim for it. And he says that, he says, like, a dog, a dog, when, if, let's say, I, I take a stick and I throw it at, at a dog, the dog doesn't have the ability to understand that it was me that, that damaged that, that threw a stick at him. So what does a dog do? A stick hits him in the nose, he'll jump all over the stick, he'll attack the stick, because he thinks the stick is the enemy. He doesn't have the, the das, the bina, to understand that I, he doesn't, oh wow, he, Bamberger threw the stick at me, and therefore I should go after Bamberger. No, he doesn't do that. He goes after the stick. That's the way it is with, with the world. If you're going after the Palestinians, you're going after the president, you're going after this, the congressman, the, you know, this guy is an anti-Semite, this athlete you know, said this about... You're, you're, you're jumping on the stick. You're not recognizing that there's a, a being in the world that threw the stick at you for, for whatever purpose, maybe to, make you, to waken you up to the reality that you're in Gullus, maybe to make you do tshuva, maybe to be able to be ma'achid, whatever, there might be a million reasons why HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose that this should happen to us, but by just jumping on the stick, that's very, that you're not seeing the real, the real being behind the stick. You're not understanding that there's a punishment that was at play. And we all feel, you know, we're all very busy, you know, we have to do this, and this senator said this, and this congressman, well, we have to, you know, fight, and we have to never again, you know, there's uh, anti-Semitism, we have to go after, and that's all good, it's all fine. But if you think that that's all it is, that it's just the anti-Semites, it's just that congressperson, that's just, you know, it's just that, uh, you know, it's, it's this enemy, and it's Turkey, and it's uh, Iraq, and it's Iran, and it's proxies, and it's Syria, it's Lebanon, you know, and we're looking at all, and we're, we're, we're so busy with the newspapers, with the current events, and trying to, you know, Ukraine and Putin, and it, you're, you're losing sight of what's really going on in the world. What's really going on in the world is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is sending messages. If, if when, I, when I stub my toe, that's a message to me. So you, don't, you think that the same God is like taking a step back when it comes to geopolitics and international affairs? International affairs is, is, is even much more Hashkacha Pratis. And there, everything is... We don't, you, know, you need Das Tari, you need Gedele Yisrael to tell you what lessons to take from everything that happens in the world. But rest assured, nothing that you ever will read in a newspaper about current events is just random Bechira that a guy, an athlete said this, and this said that. And everything is... Every little thing that happens in the world is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Every little thing and every big thing. So therefore, says the Vilna Gain, If you would understand what I just said, says the Vilna Gain, you would be mevater. You wouldn't get mad at the guy. You got mad at the guy. The guy did something to you. You're right. It wasn't sin as chinam per se. There was a reason. I had a beef with him. He wasn't nice to me. And I, you know, I was this, and he did, he did that to me. He did this to me. 
I have a reason to be upset. That's true. But you don't understand this, what we're speaking about tonight. If, you have, if you're still angry at the guy, then you're missing the whole point. You can't be angry at people because it's not that person that did it to you. He's not your enemy. He's not the person that he might have done it, but he was a shliach of Hashem. Whether he realizes it or not, he might not have any intention to be Hashem Shliach. But we have to understand that everything that happens to us is because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted it to happen to us. If you have beef with somebody, have beef with the Rebbe Don't have beef with him, because he's just a Shliach. Don't even have a, have a taina on him. Kol Shekein Sinan, certainly to have hatred against the guy, he didn't do anything to you. He's a stick. He's a stick that was thrown at you by, some, by a being, but all he is is a stick. Don't get mad. Are you getting mad at a stick? That's what a dog does. A dog gets angry at the stick because he can't see that somebody threw the stick. Kizeh sinas chinam, says the guy. And this is sinas chinam. That's what the taichin sinas chinam is. Because everything happens from HaKadosh Baruch So, it's not sinas chinam from your perspective. You think you have a good reason. If I ask you, why do you hate this guy so much? You'll tell me a reason. You have a list of things against him. But it's sinas chinam in the objective sense, in the true sense, it's, it's, it's baseless. There's no reason for you to hate the guy because this guy was just merely a shliach. He, didn't, he, had, he, he was doing what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted. He was acting out something that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had intended for you a message that you needed to take or maybe a, a loss of money that you need to take or maybe some embarrassment it's all good it's all good for you in the next world you'll be you'll be thrilled that you had that the guy embarrassed you you don't know how much how much gehenim you get rid of because you suffered a little bit in this world in whatever in whatever way you should make the guy a kiddush on shabbos for insulting you Obviously, we're human beings, so we won't. We're going to still have our pet peeves. But the Vilna Gain is explaining in such a beautiful way, it's such a Yisraelistic Vilna Gain, that sin as chinam is not from you. You have a reason, but your reason is baseless. With all your reasons, it's ridiculous. Get over it, because it's not from that person. You're hating that person for zero, for chinam. Because that person really, in effect, did nothing more than act as an agent for HaKadosh Baruch Imagine if we'd be able to live our life with this kind, with this guy, with this chinuch on our mind. You know, you know how happy we would be. We wouldn't walk around all day with a chip on our shoulder. This guy wasn't nice to me. My, my roommate's not nice to me. My chavrusa ditched me, and this guy and I have tainus on. You know, this rabbi wasn't good to me, and this uh, you know the mashkiach. What? Don't stop having your tainus. You're wasting your precious brain cells. Your happiness. You could be such a happy person in life, but. You're always like, there's always a cloud over your head because you're, you have tightness on the world. There's no, no one's doing anything to you. Everything that happens is from God. Everything that happens is with the cheshman. And it's all for your good. If you got a little embarrassed, learn a lesson from it. Listen to what the person says. Try to take some, you know, you learn a lot by listening to your enemies. You learn a lot by hearing what people are saying about you. Sometimes it's, it's garbage, and sometimes there might be something, wow, he says that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I have gaiva. Okay, maybe I talk, I'm gaiva. Maybe I have to work on my gaiva a little bit. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe I think I'm better than I am. Or maybe I'm, uh, you know, I, I don't do enough chesed. Maybe I'm not as caring as I thought I was. Whatever, when you hear criticism, constructive criticism, you shouldn't 
take it bad. You should learn from it. It's the greatest thing in the world, constructive criticism. Nobody likes being... I'll tell you a story. When I was... Uh, when I, I used to live in Brooklyn, and Davin and Ashul, you know, like a very... You know, very chash of Ashul, and the Rav was not going to be there one week for Shalashudis. This Rav is like a huge gadol, and he's a great speaker and whatever. And he asked me to fill in for him for Shalashudis. And it was like a big covet for me. I was, uh, it was probably a good, how long ago was it? I don't know, whatever, 22 years ago, a long time ago. I was a much younger man. And I, and, you know, and I prepared for it, and, I, and I, I thought I gave like an amazing, amazing Joshua for Shalashudis. And a lot of people came over to me and said, you know, unbelievable, when are you going to do it again? You know, it made me feel good. And then I, there was a friend of mine that was at the Shalashudis, and he comes over to me and he says, uh, says it was very good, but do you mind if I give you some criticism? Now, as soon as they say that to you, you're like, no, I don't, I don't want to hear criticism. Just let me go home. Let me feel good about myself and, you know, and, you know wish me a good vach and let me, let me go. He says, but I said, but of course, I didn't want to say that. That's what I was thinking. But I, and I said to him, uh, I, sure, yeah, go ahead. So he says, it was excellent, but you, you, you kept doing something annoying. Like whenever you, you kept saying, you know, you know, you ever hear like people speaking and they, they just keep saying like something like annoying, like a constant uh, refrain, either you know, or what do you call, you know, or what, um, what else do people say, right? Right? You say, so power left Mitzrayim, right? And then, you know, power, and then Meshur Abena, right? He did, you know, and it's really annoying. You don't even know that you're saying it, but the persons, the people listening to you, if they're, if they're, you know, if their antennas are up, they're listening to it, and it, it gets really, it grates on you. I didn't realize that I was saying it until he told me. And then when he told me, you know, there's, you know, I, I, I made a, I, I started making a conscious, conscious effort whenever I spoke to like eradicate those extra words. Better to not say anything and pause than to have to constantly put it. You don't have to keep, when you're public speaking, you don't have to keep on filling up every second. It's not a date. You don't have to keep on like nonstop talking, talking, talking until you're blue in the face. Like you could say a sentence and then there's a period and there's a next, next sentence and you know, you go weiter. But, and I worked on it. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. Obviously, uh, I'm as close as perfect as you're going to get. But, you know, but um, I, I guess there's still always room for improvement. But the point is that he, of all the people in the room, he was my real friend. Now, I didn't feel the way at the time. I was like, my real friends are the guys that are slapping me hard on the back. But your real friends are the people that give you constructive criticism. And even if they're not, they don't mean well. That person happened to have meant well. But sometimes they'll come over to you and, and they'll stuck you. By the way, it was really annoying when you, you know, like they, they're not doing it to help me, they're doing it to hurt me. But listen well, because that too you can learn from. And it's all from HaKadosh Baruch. HaKadosh Baruch is sending us constant messages and signals and, and, and drushes. And we need to hear it. Hashem wants us to hear these things. And, when we, and it's just to build us up. It's to make us better people. But if you're going to choose to get angry at every guy that steps on your toe and he doesn't care about me, he's not nice to me, he thinks I'm this, you're going to have tightness on the world, you're going to have a beef with the world, you're going to live a miserable life, Rechman Al-Tzan. You're going to be mad at your neighbors and at your in-laws and at your chavrusas and at your rabbeim. You're going to go through your whole life and you're going to have a laundry list of tightness 
with sinas chinam because it's all the hatred that you have is all baseless. It's all chinam. It's all you're going to get angry. Get, get angry with God, but don't take revenge and don't have the sinna against other people. Don't have your harboring hatred. And the Torah in this week's parasha is telling you to rid yourself, purge yourself of that hatred because it's baseless. It's, this is why the base of nature was destroyed because people, they had these tiny some people and they were angry and they had this, you did this to me, you did that. They didn't do anything to you. The secret of life is nobody is doing anything to you. Everybody is a robot, just like you wouldn't punch a robot in the face for like saying something to you. If Siri says something to you, you know, hey Siri, you know, you know, she insults you. You know, do you get you smash your iPhone? No, it's a robot. So don't get mad at your friends, at your at your at your family. They're not, they're not, they don't mean to do it. And if they, even if they have full intent to do it, it's not from them. It's hard to really absorb this lesson because we feel it is from them. They have das, and they should have known better. And that and that's all true on a certain level, but. At the end of the day, we have to believe in 101 that God conducts everything that happens in the world. And he's in control. He does everything. If he, if he wanted you not to hear that message, he would have made the guy you know, not be in the same room with you at that time. If he put you in the same room together and he told you that, listen well, know that it's a message from Hashem and do with it whatever you want to do with it. But do not have tainus on the guy. If you want to do something to that guy instead of having tainus on him, give him a hug because he did you a favor. He did you, he gave you, he surim, he, he criticized you, he gave you whatever it was, but he's doing you a great favor. It's a new way of looking at life. I know this is a very unusual thing that we're learning tonight. It's a brand new, you know, perspective on, on life and on interpersonal relationships, but it's something that is so essential and I'm not preaching this as if, I'm, as if I, I own this. I don't own this. I, trust me, if somebody, if somebody bruises my ego, I'm still upset. But I shouldn't be. And this is something that we have to, when we're getting into these, these parashas, we have to take these lessons and think about it. And that's why we come to Vadim, to grow, and to, uh, and to become knowledgeable, and to be, have a new insight. And this is the Vilna Gain. This is not my Tyra. This is the Vilna Gain's Tyra. It's the Chidach's Tyra. This is money in the bank. It's all Tyra's Emes. And if we could learn from this and really try to understand it and process it well, we will have such a great life. Life will be beautiful. Your wife will be great and your kids will be great. And don't walk around with these angry and tainous and bitter. No, it's all from Hashem. Hashem is great. Is great. Hashem loves me. He, whatever he's sending my way is for my own good. It's all, it's all, it's all for my own good. And this is something that's an amazing, amazing lesson to to take in.